this is off the dome verbal fellatio on love spirituality and everything in between here i hit you with a bit of unfiltered musings from an always brooklyn caribbean rooted sarcasm driven intellectually and spiritually guided girl step inside my casually unfiltered world and let's get into the things Hey, hey, hey. What's good, good people? I'm excited to talk to y'all today about this topic in particular because it's been sitting in my spirit for some time now, itching to be said aloud. So let's jump right into it and see what we're getting ourselves into today. So I have been an independent woman since childhood and I don't want it independent anymore. That's it. That's all. I know I bought it sometime back in 1987 or something like that. And so the return policy on it is probably long since expired. But if anyone has a hug, plug or a hookup on how to give that independent back, I'd love it. Holla at your girl. Because anyone who know me know me. Well, okay. Let me back up a second and give you some context before I just jump into things like I do. So boom. I want y'all to come real, real close. Not too close. I don't want you to break nothing in the process. And I want you to pin this thought on your mental corkboard for now. Who are you when you have nothing to offer anybody? Do you know you're worth loving even if you aren't being productive? Pin that bigly because we're going to circle back, right? So I'm a single mom. And my daughter is an adult now taking the world by storm. But for the first 18 years of her life, I did a lot of a lot. And I want to be crystal clear on a few things just to say them for the record. One, I had a village, a wonderful village who would watch her when I needed a second to blow off steam or when I had to work late, who would step in when I would struggle occasionally. Right. Two, her father and his family are a very active part of her life. My child is loved and I am so blessed that she is so loved. On both sides of her family, she has a literal battalion of aunts and uncles and cousins that will quite literally go to war behind her. It's real and it's beautiful. It doesn't take away the fact, though, that there were a lot of things that I had to end up doing on my own. Up to and including sick time at night, homework, teenage years. Y'all, those teenage years, <sighs> building dollhouses and bikes and play sets and dressers. Yes, those were all things I did. And I remember specifically, like when it came to her bike in particular, that we went to the store after her birthday and she picked out the exact bike that we wanted. By we, I mean her, but me too. But this is back when Toys R Us was still a thing. And I remember that the salesperson noted that there was an option to have the store build the bike for us for an additional like $50 or something like that. And that it would take a couple of days. And as I considered this option, my bold and feisty child should jump up and she'd tell people them, my mommy's independent. She could build it for me. She's the best. Thank you, child. But... 
my, I doubt my child even remembers saying it. In fact, there are a laundry list of things that I am positive she does not remember. But I remember her saying that like it was yesterday. And so here I went home with the spike, sweat slowly creeping up the back of my spine like a spider. Because like, okay, right? So last year I got had, had gotten her this dope dollhouse. And by last year, I mean like the year before the bike, right? And I put that together myself along with the accompanying doll desk. And it took me all night long that night. But I wanted her to wake up Christmas morning and be super excited when she saw it. That was one thing. But building something that she had to physically get on and ride? What if my poor baby got on her bike and and hit a rock and the pedal and the back wheel rolled off or something. Like, I am not afraid to say I was scared shitless. <laughs> but off I went, pulling out all of the instructions, carefully laying all of the parts on the floor of the garage, getting the Phillips screwdriver, the wrench, whatever I was going to need to assemble this bike. Maybe I bought a shot or something, and prayers were definitely not in the toolbox, but I asked for them all the same. So spoiler alert, of course, the wheel did not roll off the back of the bike and my baby girl had her bike and she taught herself how to ride it and everything out of sheer willpower. And I remember sitting back, laying on the grass really in relief. I did that. I could do just about anything. And I also remember as I built my catering business from the ground up, when I was working in restaurant kitchens, how I would prove that I too was one of them, one of the guys I mean, by wordlessly picking up 40 pound cases of meat or produce or whatever, hoisting it on one shoulder. Yes, one shoulder. Yes, I know that sounds crazy, especially if you've seen me in real life, but it was absolutely a thing and going about my business. Now, there were a few times, particularly in the beginning, that the guys in the kitchen would run from wherever they were over to me as if I had lost my ever-loving mind. And I would just wave them off like, yo, I got it. Don't worry. I got this. I had taken so much pride in the fact that I could do what they did without having to stop and ask for help. So imagine my shock and surprise when one day, a couple of years ago, I bought myself a bookcase from my ever-expanding collection of books. That reminds me, I need another bookshelf. Hmm. And the box came and it dawned on me as the Amazon driver got into his van to drive off that not only was it not assembled and that not only was I going to absolutely have to assemble it myself, but that because I live upstairs, I was going to have to bring said unassembled bookcase up the stairs by myself first before I could even go about assembling it. God damn it. Clearly, (laughs) I did eventually drag it up the stairs. And yes, obviously, I put it together, but I will not hold you. I absolutely dropped the box on the floor of my room and I plopped down next to it. And I was just like, yo, excuse me, I don't want to do this. I mean, again, I built it clearly. It's what I do. I got to get it done and it always gets done. For Pete's sake, where is the significant other that I could tap in to do it instead? Kidding. Sort of. I mean, no, really, I am kidding mostly. And if you listen to the last episode, then you know I'm single and you know it's mostly by choice. And I promised that I would circle back on why that was. I ain't doing it today. But I will 
at least, give you a peek into my inner thoughts so that maybe you can see some of the reason for yourself. So anyway, I am moving into the stage of my life where I am not Miss Independent. I don't want to throw my hands up at nobody when Beyonce and them talk about being an independent woman. You know, all the ladies, independent, though. I'm not doing that. And I am willing to bet that there are a lot of women out there that high key agree with me, even if it's not about what I was talking about before. Because being independent is more than about building cabinets and bikes for baby girls and having the means to take care of yourself without asking for help, right? So when we talk about being independent women, immediately we get this image of a strong woman who does it all and doesn't have to really reach out for anything or anyone maybe because they got it. They're usually successful at whatever it is that they do. And they also are usually the person that everyone comes to for help because their life is so together. So they have the space and capacity to give of themselves to help someone else. They're poised, efficient, well-rounded, all of the things. Heck, Think about who Neo and Jamie Foxx and the F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S and all the women that they included in their video. They were all successful black women that always seem strong, always seem to have it together. And it creates this weird ass narrative, right? Because if that same woman skips a step or doesn't have the capacity one day or genuinely needs a hand, where do they go to? Who do they go to? For me, I remember the day that I realized that this could no longer be a thing. I was talking to a close friend of mine and she was talking about what she had to do for her mother all while she had to finish up this assignment for her job and how she had to figure out what to get for her baby cousin slash nephews and just this laundry list of shit that she had to get done. And not once did she take a breath or mention when she herself was going to eat or break nothing. And so when I pointed this out to her, because listening to her list made me physically exhausted. And do you know what she said to me? Girl, please, this is your daily and you have a baby. I'm trying to be like you. I'm trying to be like you. When I tell you that was like a gut punch, like, yo, is this what I sound like? Is this my day to day for real? And she was not the only person to tell me that they wanted to be like me. And while I'm very aware that I'm ambitious and driven, I don't want to be a crazy person either. Y'all telling me I sound crazy? And my friend legit sounded like a crazy person, which meant that I sounded like a crazy person. And I would love to tell you that I immediately stopped being a complete nutcase by doing it all and not seeking help or all of the things. But come, come now, how short would this episode be if that were the case? We wouldn't even be doing it if I had stopped cold turkey. Hello. (laughs) I kept at it. Of course I did. No, I said, let's create a schedule so it wouldn't be so crazy. I got to laugh at myself sometimes because it wasn't until I had completely burned myself running my business, my passion that should have been my lifelong dream, that I had to really say, yo, nah, this being independent is for the birds, B. And it was in that where I realized that the real problem didn't have a damn thing to do with my independence and my ability to 
or lack thereof. The real problem lied in my inability to set healthy boundaries for myself within my life, within my job, and within my sense of worth. Huh. Who are you when you have nothing to offer anybody? Do you know you're worth loving even if you aren't being productive? I spent most of my life attaching my value to being productive, to being independent, to being self-sufficient, to being able to do a lot with a little and not needing anyone's help to make it happen. And as I got older, I kept saying I wanted ease, but I continued to operate in this space of this weird transactional value, right? I've been trying to avoid all of the trendy trendy buzzwords that keep going around because I think we spend a lot of time making pretty words to mask realities that just aren't pretty. But the only thing I could think of was transactional. You know, like when you go on a date and the guy asks you, well, what do you bring to the table? That's what that feels like. <sighs> let me let me just stay focused though, because that whole table thing and why it's all such bullshit is a whole nother episode in and of itself. So let me just stick with this one where we at right now, right? But here's another pretty buzzword or words. The soft life. It's a whole movement now, apparently. I was just reading an article about it in Insider, specifically as it relates to black women, because let's be honest and real, right? I'm certain that other races of women have this issue, but as with most things that are happening in our society, somehow it disproportionately affects us as black women. Joy. So in the article, the author talks to an associate professor of sociology about this soft life trend, quote unquote, and how it is rooted in essence and having much of the burden on our shoulders stemming from slavery and how many black women as a result of therapy and in an effort to break generational curses are now opting to live the life they desire outside of struggle. So we're talking no more struggle love, no more struggle work, no more having to justify how or why they deserve to have nice things or why maybe they don't want to stick around and build in a relationship where one half of this partnership is not where they like it to be. Also pin struggle love. I promise we will absolutely positively circle back to that one but in another episode (laughs) but in essence what most say is that this soft life is necessary for independent black women's health in general for those in particular who have a tendency to do for everyone except themselves because they put those others needs above their own and i had to really truly sit with that for a good minute Because I want that life, right? Like, I really do. But then I had to take a step back and be like, all right, now, Kimmy, what role did you play in this inability to be able to live that soft life that you desire? What's stopping you? Is it your desire to feel needed because you place your self-worth in productivity? Is it your lack of boundaries that you do not establish because you want to be everything for everyone and not for yourself 
Is it your tendency to create fantasy relationships outside of what could be in your mind as opposed to the reality that is in front of you that managed to get you in this whole struggle of ass relationship in the first place? I wrote this piece once on Medium. It's on my Substack now if you want to read it. All the links of the things that I'm talking about will be in my comments and things. However, it was an article about ego and wanting to be seen. And one of the things that I said in it was, our ego wants to be seen. It wants to be validated. And it will go to great lengths to assuage that need. As we grow, though, we begin to see the value in seeing ourselves and that sight being all that matters. The ego, though, that ego is a powerful thing, a driving force in and of itself. It will keep you at jobs or keep you thinking about jobs you've left, thinking that this place can't run without me, out of a sense of needing to feel outwardly needed and valued. Meanwhile, they've replaced your role in a week. The job keeps going. It will keep you in unbalanced friendships because you know that this person isn't going to make it without my help. Mind you, they'd have figured it out with or without you. But again, because of the need to feel outwardly valued. Same thing in familial situations where maybe you've been helping your family out all along, the beleaguered and just familial matriarch or patriarch figure, you've become stuck because who else gonna do what I do here in this house? And let's not forget relationships. They've moved on. And you're all like, betcha he, she, he slash she can't do what I used to. Or what a downgrade. Yo, bro, sis, here's a secret. They've moved on. So should you. It is easy to continue to go back to where you don't belong because you want to be seen. Your ego will bring you to spaces that you've long since expired from simply out of a need to be seen. Growth, however, growth can and will show you that you have been seen no matter what. Growth will teach you that the most important person to see you is you. Growing comfortable in your own skin helps to remove the need for outside validation because you begin to realize that no matter what the person in the mirror is the most important person. Growth balances the ego and allows for healthy, boundary-promoting interactions. So that article was all part of my own learning curve that I had to high-key sit with on the road to becoming non-independent. Because that's the reality of a lot of things, right? Everything has layers. Things behind the scenes, that we just have to kind of peel back to get to the root of what is really going on. And being independent is definitely one of them for me. The other part about being independent or not being also stems even bigger around needing to learn how to ask for help in particular. A lot of times we call ourselves being independent because we don't have anyone to rely on. Or is it that you've created this narrative from a combination of the pride, read, ego, and being able to say that you did it all on your own, plus asking the wrong people for help, people who you know full well are not in the position to help you 
for one reason or another. And so you turn the whole thing into a self-fulfilling prophecy. Sit with that for a spell. Last time I had started this question series in our Facebook group called Off the Top, where I talk about things that I mentioned here. And so I'd love to hear your thoughts about being independent, moving away from ego in that space, etc. In the meantime, in between time, I'm going to go on and light my candle on my new cabinet that I built myself. And I'm going to go work on being and manifesting being this independent only some of the time. Best those me, amores. Hope to chat with you soon. Bye.